0: Consider how you got to work today or to this church and consider making the same journey as a blind person. You would probably be 100% reliant on having a guide. And whether that guide is human or canine, one appreciates that the first thing would then need to do without sight is absolutely to trust whoever is guiding you. The other thing, obviously, is to obey. If it is not safe to cross the road, if you are far too close to the edge of a platform, you are potentially in great danger if you decide not to heed your guide. Well, you can probably see where I'm going with this. God is our divine guide and provides us with guidance in many ways. And our topic for today is discerning the various ways this guidance might be given and received. In our daily lives, how do we discern God's will? And are we doing God's will? Now, the Bible uses various themes and metaphors to describe how God provides us with guidance. The most familiar to us is that of a loving father leading his children. A father that loves us and cares for our well-being. A love that is unconditional. And of course the parallel metaphor is that of the good shepherd leading his sheep. And this is most familiar to us in the words of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The shepherd will not lead his sheep somewhere where there is no food, or where the water is running past in torrent streams at such a pace that the sheep feel threatened. And remember the parable of the shepherd in John 10. My sheep know my voice and trust me, they will run away from a stranger because they do not recognize his voice. So we need trust too in God's guidance, his leadership. By his hand he leadeth me. A note a leader can only lead, a guide can only provide guidance. We must be prepared to follow, to have a ready willingness to be led by the Spirit of God. One of the other frequent metaphors we find in the Bible is that of paths or pathways. We have already met one in Psalm 23. He guides me in paths of righteousness. So how does God lead us along the right path? How does he speak to us? Well, if we turn to the Bible, we can see several ways that God communicated his wishes. The most obvious and dramatic was through an audible voice to Moses and to Abraham, for example. Another was through dreams to David in the Old Testament, but also several times to Joseph in the familiar story of the Nativity. Also through dreams to the Magi. And of course, we also know that God often spoke through messengers, his angels, again to Joseph and Zechariah in respect to the births of Jesus and John the Baptist, and of course to the shepherds out in the fields. Angels, some with names, occur many times in conveying messages from God. And all around this church at present, we have a veritable heavenly host of angels forming this wonderful visual presentation of winged messengers. All this biblical example might lead you into thinking that God will only communicate with us through an audible voice or through angels or other apparitions but we need to take heed of Hebrews 1 verse 1. We are given a hint that in matters of communication, things might well change following God sending his own son to live among us. Let me just read. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through him who made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. In other words, with the coming of Jesus and his death and resurrection on the cross, we have the additional witness of the gospels in addition to the books of the prophets. The Holy Spirit is therefore more likely to be conveyed to us in times of quietness and mediation, especially through prayer as we form a relationship with God. We do need to listen for that still, small voice of calm. And we know that dreams also play an important part in our thought processes. Our brains do not go to sleep and appear to be recipient in sleep to life-changing impressions. Impressions that are carried forward into our conscious thought processes, hopefully directing us to a thing that seems good to us and good to others. In other words, enabling us to do the right thing. The Holy Spirit leads us towards righteousness in unexpected ways. In modern life, we would rightfully be somewhat skeptical of anyone claiming, God told me to do this. We only have to look to radicalization to see people committing the most evil acts in the so-called name of God, falsely believing they are following a divine instruction. The excuse, God made me do this, will, I can assure you, not get you far in the central criminal court down the road. For indeed, whilst giving us ample warning of the danger, making us aware of false prophets, Scripture offers no guidelines for distinguishing the voice of the Holy Spirit from the voice of the self or any other potential voice. Our actions have to be the measure of which we are fulfilling God's will, just as we follow people who act and run their lives in a way pleasing to God in conformity to his example and his teaching, rather than those claiming to be divinely inspired. Ultimately, the most reliable course for us to receive spiritual guidance is to read and understand scripture, the word of God. Our Christian conscience is better formed, God's will discerned by knowledge of the wider aspects and example of Christ's teaching. And when in doubt, which we often are, when we cannot clearly discern God's will, maybe because of a profound conflict with our own self-will, the best solution is to discuss problems and difficulties with others whose judgment we trust. We are all part of a wider Christian community. And to hear God's voice, we have to be able to hear. We have to be switched to receive. And that involves finding some quiet time perhaps in quiet prayer, perhaps walking in the countryside, perhaps in Bible discussion with a small group, perhaps in reading. The Bible and Gospels in particular provide the best basis we have for discerning God's will and receiving his guidance through the winding pathways of our lives. Guidance, even through scripture, may not always be clear or consistent, The path to righteousness is sometimes ill-defined. Our individual role is to find that pathway and keep in touch with the angels. Amen.